Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 140. I'm glad you're counting. A Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Can you wait till it's at a thousand? That's gonna happen. Are you gonna say it? I'm your host. Yes, I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by my mainest man, my world traveling duo, Willie Sailor, who's fresh off the plane, got off the tarmac, and came by myself. Um, we're a duo. I don't know what I said. It's a long week for all of us, Willie. All what, of us. What's pop- you guys? You guys worked hard here, right? Like, uh, you guys were one at two a.m. to. Mm-hmm. And we know, we were here till sixteen straight hours. Yeah, yeah. No, no sympathy necessary, but yeah, we did it. Solidarity with our guy Willie Sailor, who's in France along with Mark Bader for the Junior World Championships, and of course we were up. Our entire team was up the whole time, grinding, watching, loving, loving the wrestling as it's uh you know it's been proven time and time again Junior Worlds. One of the toughest tournaments in the world, bar none. Not it, it gets marginalized as an age level tournament, but it's it's really it just at its simplest form one of the toughest tournaments I in the world. Yeah, I I love it. I mean, I love freaking Cadet Freestyle Finals at Fargo, and and you know this is so amplified. Cadet Worlds, Junior Worlds, um, and and the things that lead up to it. Uh, Akron and the rankings that go in and say, "Oh, who can make our cadet t- team this year? Who can make our junior team this year?" And um, I don't know. For me, it's it's this whole big, big thing that leads into the world championships, and it's proven, proven that these junior level guys, and, and at this juncture, I mean, in the current cycle, um, not only do they go on to be guys that will be world medalist, Olympic medalist. They, some of them are already like kind of there. They're there. I oh, mean, absolutely. The, the, um, the Ukrainian at 55 was just a hair away from making the Olympics. Um, um, the, the, the 84 is amazing, and he was runner-up at Uregan to Kudyamogomedov, the number two guy in the world behind Sedalaya. Right. Mean, these guys are there already. They're right there. Uh, Patrius Vili, the Georgian Greco guy. I mean, he's, uh, yeah. he's 36, but still, he's there, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's amazing. And every, you know, just a quick example, and we'll move on. Um, you know, a year ago, Aguchi of Japan did not win a match at this no, tournament. 0-1. And he was in the Olympic finals a year later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just it, it's just that tough of a tournament. So, I mean, you saw, you saw Semenov. Semenov and Greco 
uh, the Russian Greco guy, he was second. Yeah, he, he lost to Paterizzi. Pat- oh yeah, Paterizzi. He lost to Paterizzi last year. All he did was Olympic medal this year. Right. One year later. Right. Right. It's it's unreal. Did you uh, how's your health? Are you did you stay properly fed and hydrated, Willie? In well, France. Well, yeah. Why? Well, I, I mean, it was France. It wasn't Tashkent. Right. Know. It was good. Uh, the food was good. The water was good. I guess you're asking about hydration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to focus on your hydration. <laughs> the water was okay. Uh, the food was good. There was a water. There was a water situation at one point. I go into my hotel. And An I'm international like, incident. There was almost a lot of international incidents. I was, I was heated. I am surprised that I'm a little proud of myself that I didn't get arrested or anything. Yeah, you didn't get mace like uh, at in Budapest. Yeah. No, I didn't. Um, but there was just a lot of there was just a lot of situations that were just like come on like they weren't organized so so uww when you know people put in bids in certain cities for events right macon france puts in a bid for junior worlds and they get it and so uww has the french governing body get a local organizing committee that um coordinates hotels and travel and delegation like for all the delegations and you know the shuttles and food restaurant and eating and whatever well that was a mess that was a gigantic mess and like i tweeted me and bader or me and imel got in imel got in at like 11 a.m i got in at noon we got to our hotel at 8 p.m and when we got to our hotel at 8 p.m we were told that they didn't have a, we weren't on the list. Dang. That's cold-blooded. After flying for, you know, how long? Planes, trains, automobiles, and then we get there and no room. So we have to figure that out ourselves. Um, so we get this. We finally get this hotel. We just find one on our own that's in, like, Center City. It was a really cool location. And, um, of course, I go up to my room. I go up to my freaking room. And put the car key in. Of course, after this long day of traveling. How could it work? Don't work. Go back downstairs. Don't work again. Go back downstairs. Finally get it. Finally works. You know, I'm not drinking tap water anywhere. I don't even drink tap water in the United States. You drink tap water, which is... What is wrong? I don't understand the water elitism. We live in the United States. We can drink the water that comes out of the spigot. Not in Flint. And... Well, we are far from Flint, good sir. Okay. Well, you do some tests on your water and see how healthy it is. Scur- Look at. Let's compare. You want to compare health right Scurvy. now? Scurvy. Let's compare health right now. I'm not saying that. I'm you're, the picture you're, of you're, it. You're, you're testing. You're testing the waters, literally. <laughs> um, literally. So I go downstairs, and this little guy that is so the picture of of a Frenchman. A French hotel concierge. Oh, if <laughs> think French hotel concierge. Look him up, you dictionary. See, There's right, pictures of this guy. It. And I'm like, hey, do you sell water? And he's like, yes, three years old, three-year-old. And I'm like, come on. I just want a glass of water. Three-year-old? Yeah. And I'm like, he says, you still want? And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Can I just get a regular water? Can I just have a today water? And uh, he's like. It's called the tap. Three-year-old. And I'm like, um, why do you age your water? Fair question. And he's like, 
no, 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 three euros. And, three uh, euros. Euros. So that was the end of a long day. And, of course, Emma was there to make fun of me for that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was getting there. Okay, well, I'm glad you, you, you were able to figure this out is that how dinner. This is how it screwed up all the – so everybody was at a loss, like, how to get somewhere because the shuttles would not show up. The shuttles would come a half hour and leave before – they to. were supposed to. They would come an hour later than they were supposed to. So, which means you stood outside on the on the sidewalk for forty five minutes or an hour till the bus showed up. Anyway, this is how screwed up it was. Rich Bender and John Smith, you know, they were fed up with the shuttle system. Yeah. So they ended up getting somehow renting a car. I don't know how they got it because everybody said. <laughs> do they, they have Hertz in France? They do. Oh. But everybody said that they were sold out, right? So th- anyway, they ended up getting a car, and they told me that one day they were driving to the venue, and um, they saw a guy walking there, and it just happened to be the president of the Indian Wrestling Federation walking for three miles. He was because he <laughs> did they pick him they up? Picked him up, yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's that's rough. So you can, you can imagine how bad that was in Tashkent. Unbelievable. Okay, well, I mean, I think that's just part of the experience when you do international wrestling. It's not going to be super organized. I just want to cover the event. I'm get, you get really excited, and then you're sitting on a bus for s- four hours, like literally hours. You're, you're standing out there. Like you want to get to the venue. You want to get there. You want to hype things up. All right, who's on mat? What? And and what are the matchups? And, and you know, you want to do your job, and you're, you're standing on the sidewalk for 45 minutes. Mm. Obnoxious. Um, so a lot happened while you were gone. Um, one, our Facebook got hacked. That was fun. That was that was <laughs> the worst. Uh, so that wasn't good. Well, the best was when people were telling us to change our passwords after the, it was so obvious. It was so stupid. Were you just getting flooded? I was getting flooded. Like, hey man, I think there's something up. Like a lot of people, like early on. Now I was I was actually flattered that people were like, "Hey man, just thought you should know." Like people were like legit just trying to help us out. But then it got funny because everyone was like, "Hey, you should change your password." As if we had any sort of access to our Facebook at that <laughs> point in time when they're posting the most raunchy, despicable things to our wall. So that was that was kind of a bad um it wasn't quite a day. Hey, I think you got hacked. No. <laughs> no, no, we we, we went a different spot. direction. <laughs> we went a different direction. We, we're, we're changing we're going things. all skin. <laughs> we're changing things up here. We were thinking about getting rid of the singlet, but then we decided to just go the complete thong. other direction. We di- <laughs> complete other direction. Just a diff- <laughs> slightly different business model. And then, I, you know, the so there was those. There was those. The the initial wave was, hey, man, I think something happened with your with your Twitter or your Facebook, which um, thanks. Thanks for the heads up. And then, then it turned into um, – Everyone giving change your password. Cybersecurity advice. Yeah, change your password. Okay, okay. If we could change our password, we would just delete all these things. Uh, then it turned into, I got a ton of. This is inappropriate, and this is bad for our sport. And I'm no longer gonna. I'm, I'm no longer going to come to Flow if you're going to continue to post these. <laughs> like it was literally <laughs> our new direction. Yeah. for Flow Wrestling. I don't understand. I can't even. I want to. I don't even want to say the things that it said because it could be a funny joke, but they're also raunchy. I'm not even going to. So, anyways, that was a kind of a harrowing 24 hours. I guess we can look back on it and laugh, but not really. It was just terrible. It was terrible, and um, 
I don't because we didn't know when it was gonna we were gonna get it fixed. We yeah. knew we were gonna get it fixed. Like we have a good relationship. Our our mar- marketing our marketing department. They're tight with Zuckerberg. Yeah, they they dine together, but no, they have a good relationship. So I knew it was gonna get resolved, but when? And then you know the emails just kept coming in. So other news that wasn't really news. That was just a bad thing that happened. Um, Lou Roselli to Oklahoma, down here to Norman. So. He goes from Ohio State to taking the head coaching job at Oklahoma, and that was obviously a very coveted position. And that job came available late, so there's a lot of questions about who would go. And you know, Coach Roselli making the jump after, yeah. you know, really he's the, he's the most successful freestyle coach in our country, right? That's not arguable, is it? I don't think it's arguable. It's not mm. arguable. In in the last ten years. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who 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 could even be in consideration? When you factor in who's put the most guys on the team plus hardware? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou to OU. Now, and I heard, you know, the pot was pretty sweet at OU. I, from what I hear, the boosters really stepped up and made a good offer. And, and Lou was a guy that was either in consideration or sometimes he would – you know, word on the streets was that he, he would take his name out of the hat for certain jobs. But Lou could have had a lot of jobs is what I'm getting at. And he chose OU, so he must have really liked what he heard, really right. liked the situation, more than he liked situations at previous vacancies. Um, and and so what do you make of that, Christian? I don't know. I'm not sure what the what the difference is, what made OU – particularly enticing and, and it could be he had a really good gig right i mean he's coaching the elite guys um at at ohio state he's running the rtc he's part of usa wrestling staff in some shape or some way shape or form um he doesn't have to do the head coaching duties uh, so which maybe he, maybe a, that was a good or maybe that was a bad thing maybe he wanted there he wasn't was, a big push for him to leave cuz he needed to leave he needed to leave for the right situation. Right. right? I think the situation is partially compounded by timing, right? So maybe those other things weren't as good as OU, but maybe it just he wasn't ready then. He wasn't ready then. And now you coach an Olympic champion, you coach a world champion, you coach an NCAA title team. I can't. What? That's it, man. I did it. I did this. Okay. Now it's time to do the next thing. And there's not many primo, primo D1 jobs that come available. There's not. They happen, and you better take them because OU now, what is going to be the next big-time job to open up? There's there's no guarantees. Yeah, but I think we're getting at, we're getting to a situation where um, the funding at some of these programs is pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. And so, like, Lou was making a good salary. He was making a heck of a living. He was in a great situation. So he didn't have to be in a hurry to go to any other situation, which I think is the same thing with the Casey Cunninghams and the Brian Snyders and the, you know, some of the assistants. Damian Hahn. Damian Hahn, right? I mean, these guys, they don't have to, maybe, maybe 15, 20 years ago when an assistant's salary was lower was much lower um than a head coaching salary um you know maybe they would people would jump at the chance a little sooner because 
it was a much much better much more lucrative situation um, these guys don't have to do that right now um, Casey Cunningham for instance you know he's in a good situation he's a great situation great program um, but so he can take his time to pick and choose right so, so what, what else what other news comes with Lou so he's got to build a staff he's got to build it quick right and name swirl Tony Roby, um, but Coach Roby staying at Virginia Tech. That surprised me a little bit. It surprised it surprised me too, just based on the information I had about the position at OU and what was in it for Coach Roby. But you know, he's got uh, he's got a family. Meaning, meaning that the assistant position was well funded. Yes, good package was awesome. Yeah, lo- and and other things, um, and you know, yeah, but but he's staying, and obviously is a fan of. Virginia, any Virginia team. I'm glad to see that the band staying together at Virginia Tech. However, well, there again, good situation for Roby, right? Right, good situation. I mean, he lives in Blacksburg, Virginia, Willie. It, it don't get much better outside of the Shenandoah Valley. That's not, is that Blacksburg. outside the Shenandoah Valley? Valley? Yes, yes, it is. But okay. it's it's just it's just as beautiful almost. But Virginia is going to take a, a little hit here. The, the the Commonwealth, as it sounds like, and I'm I'm. Are you breaking news here? Yeah, we'll break a little one. It's not a little one. It's Keith freaking Gavin. Keith freaking Gavin. Where's he going? He's going to OU. So who, what are we talking about? That's what we're talking about. I was kind of giving you a layup there, Chris. Oh, I do believe he will be headed to Oklahoma. So that's a big. Wow. That's I mean, really and the, the the connection there, of course, Keith was at the Ohio RTC that's for right. years. And Keith, remember, um, he is known as. A wonderful technician, a wonderful He's a guy wizard. breaking down film. A wizard, as Christian says. So They have uh, two wizards. That's kind of in line with what Lou is. Yeah, they, so they have two technical wizards um, on the staff. Now, the word is that Leitner will be staying. Okay, um, so Leitner. And not- from, from what I heard, um, from what I heard, the, the, the boosters really wanted to keep. The really, boosters really want to keep Leitner. And it, it's... Um, I, I think he's he's really liked. Leitner's really liked. Obviously, when you consider how many regime changes yeah. do the assistants stay on, it's incredibly rare. But he's now done it. He's been with Spates, Cody, and now Coach Roselli. To do it once is odd. To do it right. twice is uh, unheard maybe of. unheard of in this era. Right. So that's Oklahoma. Um, I'm excited for... You know, and, and there's nothing guaranteed, right? But there's in, there's new energy at OU, and there's hope for maybe let, let's get that Bedlam rivalry back going again. Mm-hmm. And, and it won't be this year. They're not going to be the Oklahoma State's going to be nasty this year, and Oklahoma they're going to need a little bit. But you, you got to figure with some time that's going to get really exciting again, and, and that rivalry can maybe get built up. And then um, staying in the Big Twelve. Iowa State um, scooping up all available Fargo champions. I mean, they just they, keep yeah, signing. Just Fargo finalists are they're only that's their that's their minimum threshold. They don't even talk to you before. That's no. I'm not even I'm not even going to do the research. That's the most Fargo champs in one class or a two year span ever. It's wow. it's unreal. It's unreal the level of talent they bring in. So over the weekend, Anthony Mantanona, Jared Verclearen, and Jake Allar, mm-hmm. who Jake Allar Allar is one of the hottest hot. risers. He's so hot right it's now. Hot in the streets. Hot in these streets. He's doing great. Anthony Mantanona, a real athleticism out of the building. His he is maybe the 
the he has the biggest variance of outcomes for a Division One career because he could just be through the roof amazing. But we've seen it. He can have these down performances where it's like, whoa, this doesn't doesn't all jive. So we don't know for sure, but he's been one of my favorites for a while now. So I'm going to be irrationally high on Mantanona. Did Mantanona win Greco? He won Greco, and I think he DMP'd in freestyle. Yeah. So I don't know. Lo- I, I don't even care, really. <laughs> I, don't care. I don't really care if he did if he DNP'd because he went. I mean, would have been great if he took fifth. Yeah. Would it be great if he won? Well, I think yeah. I think that's the but point. But listen, he he won he won Greco, which shows a commitment to wrestling in the summer. He moved up to seventy and didn't have a great tournament. Is there a little inconsistency? The yes. As far as a prospect, pff, love him. Yep. And then world champion Jared Verclaren in the mix, and we all know he's talented as well. Uh, they don't hand out cadet world titles. So <laughs> Iowa State, and that's in addition to. You know, Colbray and Gomez and uh, Ian Parker and Storr and there's guys I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. Gannon Grimmel. Ryan Leisure. Uh, Gannon Grimmel. Yep. Yeah. So. And there's probably, I th- I'm pretty sure there's someone I forgot. But the point being, Iowa State is, is landing a, a lot and a lot of talent. So they're, they're going to be a fun, fun team to watch the next couple of years. You wonder, you know, in about two years, you're going to probably see all those guys in the lineup. And it's going to be. It's going to be exciting because it could be a lot of talent. Maybe three, right? Maybe three years? Yeah, maybe. Oh, well, we, I, mean, I guess the, you got Colbray and Parker and... Yeah, I said them. I think... No, um, but I mean this year. So mm-hmm. They could wrestle them this year. Or, or Redshirt and, and next K- year. And what I'm saying Store. is, What I'm saying is guys like Gomez and Verclearin and Mantanona, they could this year red high shirt. school, next year Redshirt. It might be a couple years. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, that's uh, D1 news, I guess, down the road. We'll be keeping an eye out on who the candidates are for maybe Bloomsburg, um, yeah. Which which is, you know, we'll take an overhaul um, and we'll talk about that in the future. But uh, let's get to world stuff. World yeah. stuff. Um, so a little over a week ago, we we broke the Kadukov to Mazov doping story about how their retests from the 2008 and 2012 Olympics came back. They were on the good stuff. Of course, Kudukov tragically killed in a what we'll describe as a car accident. Describe as an assassination. <laughs> <laughs> um, we shouldn't laugh at that. It's freaking That's not, sad. Don't laugh at that. It's really sad. Um, so that comes out, and then of course there's more names that are that are to come out still, and they haven't. But I, I don't know. Do you want to talk about that first? Well, what, what do you make? What do you make of Kudukov? So this is 08. So 12 was Kadukov and 8 was Tamezov. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well, that's a little weird. Why didn't they just release all the 12s and all the 8s together? Uh, well, they didn't release it. We broke it. It's not uh, they, they still haven't released it. Oh yeah, it. there's still no statement really. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh but there is going to be well my question though is if if it's Tamezov in 08, he keeps he keeps his 12. Yes, I asked that explicitly. Well, and Kadukov placed in 2008 as well. Yeah, right? So, so they're both two-time Olympic medalists. Right, so no no punishment. No, uh, re- they don't have to rescind their other it's Olympic so f- medal. It's so funny with Tamezov. 
like yeah, you cheated in 2008. What you think he did in 12? He didn't in 12. He no. didn't. He, he, he repented. He was bigger. He just felt he was bigger. He was bigger. His traps were willy sized. Well, it's not proven that he, you know, yeah. not proven. He didn't he test positive. Yeah. You don't. What a joke. I, you should lose all your medals. You should lose all your medals. You should lose everything. If you test you, positive. If you want to go listen, from but, winning but, the Olympics, I will you should say, lose it. I will say, though, that if it's like, if it's caffeine or an inhaler or something, yeah. make it. But if it's a. a something that makes you bigger. Hormonal. Stronger. If it's yeah. a hormonal thing, uh, guys, you pull them all. Yeah, pull them. You're done. You're done. You're, you're, and here's the... Okay, so let's get to it. The next thing. So might, this happens... Might lose it right now. <laughs> this, is, this is great. So that happens, and then basically the entire Indian wrestling press, Indian press, just starts recirculating a story that's not a story, but it's rooted in hope that Togrul Asgarov of Azerbaijan... Tested positive. They just start that like shows up like on an Instagram or something, and then they just keep recirculating the same rumor, this and that, until the Hindu Times just runs a story that says, "Yeah, we got a WADA source that says this Garov tested positive," and uh, so so our guy. And so the reason for this, guys, is India had a uh, had, had Dutt. Who was then bumped up to silver when Kadukov tested? So like, hey, we can get an Olympic champ if guys keep testing positive, which is false. Because there's a guy in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, named Coleman freaking Scott, who lost to Esgarov. The, the whole story was stupid because it was their hope that he would be the gold medalist. I mean, do your work. If even if even Asgarov. if Asgarov was popped. Dutt would not be the Olympic champ. It would be Coleman. It would either be Dutt lost to the runner-up. Coleman lost to the champ. Do your research. Yeah. So it was totally rooted in this hope, and I knew, basically all along. For, okay, because I have hey guys, India guys, I have actual sources with actual information. I don't make things up. So my sources. We should start running stories on hope. On hope, hope stories. We should be like you know. Well, let's just start the 2012 that Tervel, you know, Tamezov, and then another guy. No, I'll I'm saying, like, I mean, you know, we pushed the envelope here at Flow. I'm saying, let's run a story right now. 2020. Um, 2020, let's say uh, Nick Wostowski, Olympic champ. Oh, okay. You know, We're going to go that angle. We'll go that route. we go that angle. So I knew that. As Garoff was probably not in because one, I was told that Kadukov and Tamezov were the two biggest names. One, mm-hmm. which Garoff being a two-time Olympic finalist, mm-hmm. I think would be a bigger name than Kadukov. He beat Kadukov. Number one. Number two. It was also said that anyone that competed in 2016, none of them were involved in the 08 mm-hmm. and 12 retests. So there's two reasons. So I'm like, well, this doesn't really add up. Um, I reached out to some people. They said, no, I don't think so. Well, so we never. So what? Posted so anything. what? Okay, so what got leaked was it got leaked that there was more positive tests coming. Okay? Well, that was that's been known for months now. Okay, right. Then it was sort of leaked that one of them is an Azeri. Mm-hmm. Of okay. which they've had so many Olympic medalists. One of them was an Azeri. So the people in India took it upon themselves to say, must be Asgarov. No, nope. <laughs> it's not. And then American media, uh, wrestling media too, they like run stories about it. Uh, and then they get – my whole thing was they they, f- they fired up this Coleman Scott Olympic champion 
thing, which is so unfair to Coleman to even it's, – it's just unfair in general, but just to even let someone's mind go there that I could be an Olympic champion four years later, like may, maybe he probably didn't care. But well, I don't you know, know what? I, I don't think know it's bull I, crap. I don't know if I really care about letting people's minds go there. I, I do care about being accurate. Being legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be fair, all they did was say, well, this paper in India is reporting. And here's the thing. That paper is, was so I know, but we don't we don't run stories on the Sun Times. I mean, right? Alien landed an alien uh knocked on my bedroom door from a housewife in uh Colorado. No, I mean, it's outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we've done similar things before. You know, hey, this is reported by this. But anyways, this was ridiculous, and shame on you. Shame. Um, shame. So that's that. We're still waiting for the rest of that list. I'm working on it, guys. Believe me. Um, I'll see what I can do. Get that out, because I don't know when IOC or WADA or whoever is going to get around to releasing this. It seemed like now would be a good time. But anyways, um, yeah. Want to get to Junior Worlds now, Willie? Yeah, let's do it. You got people on Twitter calling me White Collar Willie, by the way. Yeah. What else should you be called? I don't know. King of all media. Wow. Wow. Wow, Willie. Willie speaking of Willie's out-of-control ego, and it is out-of-control. Why do you say these things? Because you might have the biggest ego of anyone I know. But that's okay. <laughs> Willie is well, a self-proclaimed, and you're going to—he is the best— in his mind, he thinks he's the greatest fantasy football player of all time. I am. That I am. That I, it's not even. It's not even a debatable thing. It's not even debatable. It's not even a question. I crush. You beat. He beats fourteen uh, knuckleheads from Easton uh, a year, and by that, in an auction format draft, and that's why he thinks he's the best. I mean, every year. Every. Uh, every year every, he beats the same fourteen guys. Every league I go in, I'm one, two, three in the league every time, every single time. S- even when I have a, even when I have a bad draft, even when I do a bad job, even when I'm very minimally prepared. Wow! It's every just, time. Every time. Mm-hmm. Guys, he's that good. We have a, mind you, we have a draft tonight. What place did you take in our division last year? I, I don't know. I think maybe I won that division. Maybe that with, with that, a horrible draft. That rule, that that entire league was jacked. We'll see. I, yeah. We have a draft tonight. Are you ready for that? No, but th- if uh, history taught us anything, is that I don't have to be prepared. Willie for this just league. quits leagues that he's not doing well in, though. That's never happened. All right, we'll, you, just, we'll you, keep, you made that up like the Hindu Times. We're gonna. <laughs> Intermat's gonna run a story on it pretty soon. Um, so yeah, fantasy Mark, draft tonight. We'll keep Mark Palmer's writing that article right now that Willie Saylor d- quit a league, a fantasy football league. <laughs> Junior World, Junior Worlds. So we got eight medals. Eight medals. Fantastic. Uh, what do we? Two Krakos. Two, three, and three. Mm-hmm. Equals eight. That equals eight. Eight and zero in medal matches. Yeah. That's cool. Clutch gene. I was, like, really concerned. I was like, Dayton's got a tough match. If he, you know, Number one, I want, a, I want an American to win a medal. Number two, I don't want to keep that 7-0 and o thing intact. Right. This is going to be a tough one, though. Yeah, and uh, wasn't even really. Dayton crushed him. He crushed him. He was in fuego on the backside. There was a really different. There was a really different Dayton fix after the first match. I felt like. I I mean maybe one maybe it's competition level. Yeah, I think Bedrudnov was just so much better. Not so much better than Dayton, but I think he was better than everyone else. He wrestled. 
Um, and no, I'll, what I'll say more than anything, it, the Bedrudinov was a worse style. It's a terrible style matchup. Yeah. Because he controlled everything from that underhook, and he made it really, really hard. Well, don't you think? You could. I mean, fair point that Bedrudinov may have been the best guy on that side, um, and much better than say Yetsenko or or the uh, or the Bulgarian. But um, at the same time. It was night and day between Dayton's approach in that match and Dayton's approach thereafter. In that, after after the Russian match, Dayton just went out and wrestled. Yeah, but I think sometimes the the approach is dictated to you. It's easy to say take a lot of shots and do a lot of things, but if if you are utterly controlled, it's really hard to do. He was having to cartwheel just to force flurries, you know. Yeah, no, I I, I disagree. Uh, there was a lot of times Dayton would take that level check, level check, level check. And not pull the trigger. He was halfway in on his legs without pulling the trigger. He was concerned about being countered. He was thinking too much. That's all I'm saying. He was thinking too much. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. And uh, but then, then you know, going forward, he showed he could score on his attacks, and and he can counter with the best of them. He showed his athleticism. Um, so yeah, that was Dayton fix. Mark Hall with a great performance. Uh, you know, Mark can win. Low-scoring matches, he can win high-scoring matches. He can win tight matches, he can blow you out. Um, the, the, the crazy thing, right, was um, Mark had wrestled three of those guys before. How insane is that? He wrestled three guys in the world tournament that he's already seen. Um, so that, that's a lot of experience. That's a lot of world traveling. And, uh, and, and Mark can win in a variety of ways, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, that... That first match against Japan, super tough. Um, yeah, it's it's weird that that would happen at age level wrestling too. I don't yeah. know, it just seems so random. So that was that was Mark. We talked about Dayton Spencer. What a what a unique unique day for Spencer Lee. He buzzsaws classic Spencer Lee mm-hmm. to make the finals. Looks looks great. I mean, it's all it's actually difficult to evaluate how Spencer's wrestling when he just takes. I mean, he just buzzes through everyone, like immediately. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. It's, it's like that's just. Hey, he's look. He looks good. I guess. Listen, I saw that, him for 40 seconds. That final. That final. Yeah. First time, in Spencer Lee's life, he wrestled six minutes. I'm was entirely sure of that. Well, that's not true. Well, Super 32 against Soriano. I'm sure. That's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- yeah. He did that multiple times. So it's happened. Yeah, it's, I guess it's happened a couple of times. Yeah. Super 32 a couple of times, one of which was eighth grade. Right. Um, but, you know, cadet level was four minutes. Uh, the point is, he's teched everybody. Right. You know, he's teched everybody, and then he gets to this thing, and he gets pushed. He goes down big early, sort of seemed flustered, but still kept coming, pushing the pace. He was the one dictating things, and I, I felt like... I felt like Spencer was a little rattled after the match. I, I think like he got he got shook a little bit out there. He got forward right away. He was so close a, to pinned. And a oh, testament. My, my heart stopped. A testament to him. D- look, Spencer Lee it is a good thing that that happened. It is a really good thing that he had a close match. He will come out of that match a better wrestler, a better, a uh, stronger willed. I mean, not that there was any question about his will, but. He'll come out of that better. That was a good experience for him. It, it's almost I I think that it's literally 
it, it could be to Spencer's detriment that he does not he does not have the opportunity for for enough battles. You know, he just doesn't. It's not that he doesn't wrestle enough. He just beats everyone so fast for the most part. His last competitive match was well over a year ago against Dayton. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's something to be said for getting pushed, and you know, I'm sure in Young Guns he's getting pushed. He's wrestling good guys, but in competitions. He doesn't get pushed, and that's that's hard. Dayton fix all almost all his matches are are difficult, and he has to work hard for him. Spencer just destroys everyone, so I think it was awesome. I think it's got it. Not that he has any confidence issues after what right. he's done, but just to know I can be down and I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna claw back. That's right. It, it's a it's a wholly different thing to wrestle Dan Dennis in practice, and Dan Dennis takes you down a couple times. It's a whole. It's an entirely different thing to go out there and in the junior world finals get forward to your back and and have to fight off your back and then down eight oh two my, or eight three. Oh my god! You know you you get up. Oh my god! What just happened? This has never happened to me in competition before. You know, uh, so I, I, you know, I just think it was a very very good experience for 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 Spencer. Right, right. I mean, I think. I think it's great that that it happened, and for fans to get to see him, you know, wrestle in a war, it's almost like we've kind of been like cheated of his wrestling, like because all, all he does is just come out, and you don't really get to see him mix yeah. it up. You don't get to yeah. see him mix now, it up. The 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 Matt dot com message boards have like three or four threads right now talking about Spencer's performance and Spencer's immediate future. Dayton's performance and Dayton's immediate future and Spencer Lee and Dayton Fix if they hit going forward you know it, so there, there's a lot of talk on there well, one thing I, I I hate really is that some people were like well Spencer could have went 55 this year and no guys no the right weight for Spencer Lee was 50 kilograms you don't wrestle you don't wrestle. You don't try to test yourself at a junior world championships. You don't say, "Well, I could. I already won it at fifty. I'm going to go fifty-five. Spencer's weight was fifty kilograms. So if you win fifty-seven kilograms at the Olympics, well, I better test myself at sixty-five. Well, that's the same thing they were saying back in the day with Chance. What? Well, Chance wrestled. Chance wrestled. Uh, cadets. I should have wrestled. Uh, that's stupid. Listen, let the kid wrestle. Let him wrestle what they're supposed to wrestle. Spencer Lee is supposed to wrestle 50 kilograms. That's, yeah. that's his weight class. But never again. No, no, never again, right? But for this year, for this summer, that was where he should be. Yeah. Right? You don't tell, um, you don't tell, I don't know, you don't tell an Olympic champ that, well, well, you really would impress me. Yeah. 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 If Chimizo really wants to impress me, who will wrestle set alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? Exactly. Um, that being, and then the next thing is, um, Spencer and Dayton are going to go at it for a long time, Christian. I know it's it, it's going to come to a head now, right? I mean, maybe you know for sure Spencer's going to move up. This is his last time at fifty. He still has two more years of of junior competition too. He has two. Yeah, he was a first year junior. As does Dayton. <laughs> that, that's another thing too. Oh well. Spencer should move up and test himself. Oh, 
Oh, as a first-year junior? As a first-year junior. You want him to give up weight? Because remember, when he won juniors the first time, oh, yeah, he was cadet. And he just, like, petitioned so he could do it. So don't, now, that, don't worry that about being said, All that being said, I also don't like the kind of... When Dayton beat Spencer, a lot of people chalked it up to size, and there there was a size thing, maybe. But at the same time, um, uh, people people that think that Dayton fixes like eventually moving up, it, it, they're delusional. Like yeah. I don't know where they get that. I guess they just assume that they move up. Well, he wrestles up in the season. You know, he wrestles. At, it's not like he stays at twenty twenty five. No, but I mean. He's not, he's not going anywhere. Well, you're acting like people are just like, I don't know where you come up with this. Well, he wrestles at 32 and 38. Well, he's five foot tall. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you why. I'm not, you're giving me anatomical right. rationale. I'm telling you, people think he's going up because he wrestles up frequently. I mean, yeah. Some people just don't cut weight when they're back in their home state. True, I mean, true. Yanni, Yanni doesn't. Vito's not going to this year. Um, a lot of people, you know, RBY. Uh there's no reason to. There's no, there's no reason to wrestle in Arizona and and pull um, 15 pounds. Right. You just walk around and wrestle, right? So that so Dayton walks around and wrestles. But uh, long story short, well, also Dayton's going to be 55 and and 57. He's been 54, 55 for how many years now? I mean, yeah. he's been doing it since he was 16, 15 years old. Most people, 15, 16. You wrestle this way, 15 to 18, then you move up. I mean, yeah, that's a natural progression. Just because humans grow. At yeah. the, during this age, so I don't think it was like, what do you think? But yes, Dayton, I'm thinking D1, 25 pounder, probably career. Um, maybe he goes 33 some, but for sure international 55, well, 57. 33 is college. It, it, you it's know, different. It's, college. it's once or twice a week. It's two days in a, in row, a row. Three days in a row is entirely different than making weight on the night before. Um, but also, I mean, people think that Dayton's huge. Dayton, Dayton stays hydrated, right? Dayton stays. He has sort of inflated weight. He weighed a pound and a half under. You know that? I was at Wayans. He weighed a pound and a half under. Why would he do that? Uh, just be, uh, because he's he's that hydrated. Dang. They're like, okay, I'm a pound. I'm a I'm a kilo. Uh, you know, I'm a kilo over. I'll I'm go a, work out. I'm a kilo over. I got to do one final workout to cut. Or I'm a pound and a half over, a pound over, right? You got to do one final one, and you work out, and he ends up being a pound, pound and a half under, because that's how hydrated he is. Right. So like, it's a cut for him, but it's not like he's not killing himself. Yeah. That's where he's gonna be. It's not be. like a McKenna type thing. So yeah, Spencer and Dayton, that's it's gonna come to a head next year. You know, they're gonna maybe for a long time. It could be. It could be. You know. Um. Dayton goes 55. Spencer goes 55 for juniors next year. I don't know if they'll hit anywhere before then, you know, in the folk style. It's for our team, though. It might be <laughs> might be better if they're different weights. But well, I don't certainly. think they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to convince one of them to go up. And really the one that makes sense to move up is, is, is Dayton. Is Dayton right? Because he's bigger. He's bigger than Spencer. But Spencer, you know, he's going to grow, you know, so maybe he'll get bigger. Who knows? Well, a good thing Spencer, you know, and that, that's another, that's another interesting dynamic for the age level um, trials and worlds.
because you're talking about kids that are in. Oh yes. That you're talking about kids that are in their prime growing stage, right? Uh, especially cadets. You're talking about trials in April. April trials in, in April. These kids are 15, 16, 17 years old, and then they wrestle worlds five months later, four months later. Um, so they grow, right? Yeah. So, so Spencer grew, Spencer wins it, you know, probably walking around at 125 pounds, cut down to 110. Uh, and now I can't like, he's over 30. Right. right. So, yeah. So he's bigger, uh, but he, man, he sucks it up, made that cut, got his chip. So yeah, that rivalry is going to be bananas. Absolutely bananas. I mean, those the two matches they wrestled were were insane already. Two maybe the craziest matches, you know, with Dayton winning both. But you felt like both could go either way. I mean, Spencer was in on the leg in that one. All you had to do was get Anita touch. I'm gonna get fired up just thinking about it because it's gonna be so so daggone fun. Um, you know, one another thing, another observation I guess I have from Junior Worlds, at least for our men's freestyle team, is how close we are in the matches Ugh. we don't like Seth Gross is in a one point match with the guy that, that made the finals right um, or did that guy win that guy might have won at 60 Either it's, it doesn't matter the point is Seth was right there with the guy that, that made the finals okay and then he, he loses his next one another barn burner which had some interesting calls um, Jordan Wood is in on the leg and in on the leg and all like just can't finish. He barely loses. Zahid Valencia, you know, a, a challenge here or there changes that match potentially. Um, and you think about that, you could be saying, oh yeah, if fans or butts, whatever. Um, what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means. A year ago, Mark Hall, Mark Hall DMP'd at this tournament, and a year later, he won it. And while Mark Hall is uh, assuredly better, he's not a completely different wrestler. He was right there last mm-hmm. year and didn't win it. And it's it's survive in advance. Survive in advance. And Seth Gross down big, storms back, 11-10. The guy ultimately took silver. Seth Gross goes into Repishog. Close match, really tight. I mean, they were both winnable matches. Mm-hmm. Both highly entertaining, by the way. They were all fun. Oh my! They were, they were bananas. Well, Seth does not. The wrestling doesn't start till Seth lets the guy in on his leg. Yeah. First of all, he just does not even like. Doesn't even try to not let him <laughs> fight off. Like the first two lines of defense, he just ignores it. But that's his offense. He scores. Well, that's what I. You know, I was sitting there worried because I kept saying, "Why does this guy keep shooting?" Right. So what's he when doing? When the gap gets too big, like it's one thing if it's two zero or three zero. But when the lead gets to 6 0 or 7 1, pack it in. Right? Then I'm like, Seth is going to have a problem because this guy's going to shut down. But this guy kept shooting and Seth kept scoring. Yeah. Um, Seth got some attacks of his own. You know, he's, he got to his single. He was able to finish some, but he scored a lot off yeah. of his counters. And um, he threatens a lot off of counters, even when he did but score. But that was, that was really tough. You know, last year. Last year at Junior Worlds, we just lost some matches. Um, well, we let a few get away, right? Um, Pico and Mark. Pico got hit in that cutback and then pushed out late. Mark gave up a late point. Um, Cadet Cadet Worlds, we we left a lot off. You know, we left a lot on the table. Gavin got Ford. 
Oh, when he was up well, by... That was, that was Cadets. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh. Uh, Cadets, you know, Cadets 2, we left a lot on the table. There were a lot of close ones there. Um, and the one that really bummed me this year was Zahid. Oh. Uh, because I felt like there were, I felt like there was, I felt like Zahid was a better guy. Yes. I felt like there were so many situations in that match that weren't scored properly, but were like really tough to pull the trigger on. A challenge, bro. A challenge, and I'll tell you what, I kind of owe Zeke Jones an apology because right after the match, and I was calling that match because I would only call matches if Bader couldn't, if Bader was on another American match. Mm-hmm. And or if Bader, you know, was doing a final or something, and um, so I had to call that match, and I was five feet away from the the surface, and I was, you know, calling the match, but at the same time, I'm like, man, you gotta challenge that, and I was kind of critical of Zeke, and I walked away from the mat, shaking my head, and I was mad, and then I watched the tape, and there were some dicey situations. It wasn't, and that. I, I wouldn't have liked to be in Zeke's position. But that takedown at the end of the first period, don't do a takedown. But the thing is, uh, we're seeing the, some crazy, crazy calls on takedowns now consistently. The con- and this was not a continuation situation on the edge. But they are they can be yeah. at times very liberal with what very a takedown er- is. Airing on the side of takedown attack. Yes. For example, these these uh, continuation takedowns on the edge are. In some cases, abominable. When you're on a single, um, and you run a guy out of bounds, and you land on the mat, and the guy has a closed whizzer, and there were there were multiple instances during the Olympics when they were given that too. And these weren't even like the bot matches where like it was set up and they were cheating. This was just like, oh, this was how they were calling it. So, but then with Zahid's, it was just like he was just running out of time, and he picks him up and puts him down. So maybe you say. It's a correct throw or something weird like that, which I wouldn't really understand. But it was a weird two for sure. It wasn't a traditional freestyle takedown. But uh, he wasn't—he certainly wasn't behind him. No, no, it, it didn't. It you didn't. Would, you'd have to have a liberal application to say he was on the side of him. They were almost head to feet. Right. It was a weird situation. But let's let's talk about officiating at because huh. you tweeted. But let's let's. Was it not true? Let's take a. Let's talk about officiating in general at Junior Worlds, which we both thought were pretty damn good. I thought it was was outstanding. I mean, there's tough calls that are made, and you may disagree with a tough call, but that's all in the game. That is what should happen. And and um, but there was never a time where I was like, "Oh, this was this is there's evil happening on the wrestling mat." There's like, well, I don't even think I don't even think we have to go that far because then you're looking at it through a lens of there's. There was corruption at the Olympics. I'm talking about. Why would we not look at it through that lens? Okay, but let's say we don't for a second. Okay. Okay. Um, humor me. Let's say we're looking at it simply through a lens of um, being able to do your job. Right. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't think there was anything egregious. Uh, like I don't think they were incompetent at all. There was no. a couple times. Um, there was a couple bad calls, but that's going to happen. But there, it was not uniformly bad. It was, uh, you know, sometimes they let they let guys go on top a little longer. I felt like parts. Yeah, here. yeah. That, but that's so. But right, like this is the stuff that 
this is the stuff you talk about. These are the nitpicky little yeah. things that you you end up discussing. But ultimately, it's not that big of a deal because there's just going to be some variance in in a sport with rules like ours. But <laughs> you know, when you compare it, it's so close to the Olympics and what we saw. Just, just stuff that makes your right. stomach upset. Yeah, it's, it's you're, you're, you're no. I'll tell you guy. one. I'll tell you one call that I thought was really bad, and some people disagree with. A lot of people disagree with me. Emil kind of disagreed with me. That Turk, that dance at the end. What, 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 why did he get points? Why did he get? They were they challenged it and they gave it to him for what exposure? That was te- a terrible call. I don't remember the exchange at all, dude. It was the last exchange as the time expired oh. in the 66-kilogram final. Guy hits a misdirection, high crotch, has him standing and bouncing on a leg, sits him on his hip real... I mean, he, he, he shoulder pressures in, sits him on his hip. The guy hits his butt. Yeah. I th- no, There's no exposure. It's not a takedown. Well, they that- review it. They give it to him. I, it was a bad call. Yeah, I, now I do remember what you're talking about, and I, I think that they could say he exposed there yep. if you look at it again. Yeah, but he didn't. And they reviewed the tape, and they still and they said he did, and he didn't. I think they wanted that dance. I think they wanted the dance. It was pretty good. My wife laughed. I thought it was great. So yeah, that was a weird call. So yeah, that's kind of that's like the Zahid call. Like, okay, yeah. I don't know no. about all that. Was there corruption? No, no, it wasn't corruption. No corruption. I just thought it was weird. Not inter- a good call. Weird interpretation. But again, erring on the side of the aggressor, which I don't think we can get mad at. Mm-mm. Can't get mad at that. So, men's freestyle. Now looking at Greco. What I'm thinking about Greco is we we saw a sneak peek of what the future of Greco is going to be like. And I don't mean like USA, the future of art, but which Taylor Mott and Angel, or Tracy Hancock certainly are. But what I mean is this is the rule set we're going to be going with. What do we think about it? And, and I'm not I'm not sold on it personally. Not that I was necessarily sold on the previous iteration, but, you know, you're seeing two ones scores. They're, they're fake scores. It's Those aren't real points. None of them are real. That's just... A, an official decided this. He decided that. He decided it was someone else's turn the I, next time. Yeah, I have a couple problems with it, um, and I think it's going to be very much more problematic at the senior level, where things are more nip and tuck. Let's face it: the junior level, while very, very good, um, there's going to be more scores. In the senior level, there's going to be there's going to be situations much. M- more frequently, the situation is nobody's scoring and, and they're just handing out cautions, which I think is not a problem if the refs are good and competent um, and can assess. It's almost like a stalling call, right? Can you can you assess what a true stalling call is? Yeah, and I don't blame the refs. They might get it wrong. They might get it right. It's it's on the it's on the athletes to score no, points. But what my right? It's on the athletes to score points. So I don't blame the refs for that. What I what I what I don't like though, and and it's a fifty fifty situation. I don't like that they don't stop the match. Okay, uh-huh. now everybody says, and including myself, have said, "Geez, don't stop the match every five seconds. Don't stop the match for finger fighting. Don't stop the match to just say action. Don't stop the match." I mean, this is mind numbing with the, all these stoppages. So now they're and and they they recognize that. And now they're not stopping the matches. But if I'm wrestling you and I'm in the heat of the moment and I don't know that I got my second passive call, I don't even know a point went on the board. Right. Not only that, not only will I acknowledge that, 
But for as a viewer, if you got to be able to see the mat official, the judge, and the chair to even know what the call is. And we're just like, we think we know what's happening. We think we're guessing. We're like, okay, we saw this arm go up, but he went off screen. So it creates a multitude of problems that there's no stoppage and no clear identification of what happened which way. So, you know, darned if you do, darned if you don't. But I, I don't know. I'm not sold on this new rule set for Greco. I, I like real points. I like takedowns. I like throws. I like exposure. Yeah, I, don't, the, 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 I don't know how. There's, don't. there's hollow matches. There are completely hollow matches. Mm-hmm. Do you know there are six-minute matches again, with, with no real points, guys? That's uh, happening. And again, it's going to get worse. It's going to be worse at the senior level than it was at juniors. And you want to talk about, I mean, the opportunity to cheat some matches? I mean, those can be bought and paid for, and you would you might not even know it. And you, you might not have to throw a fit. I mean, you know what I mean? You can't even protest it because, I don't Who's know, to say? Right. Score a point, you yeah. know? So um, it can get gamed up pretty bad there. So, yeah, and then the women to get three medals, outstanding, outstanding job there. And um, we, have, we have some good girls, man. Good girls. And listen, our um, – Marina, there's like three of our girls. Marina Doy, if she was just bigger, she is so skilled. But she, it was, it was just unbelievable how much size she was giving up in in those matches, Willie. It was just like, just seeing it on the screen is like, oh my, are you serious? Like, this girl is so much bigger. Like it, yeah. And what's encouraging to me too, though, is um, we had a lot of cadets on our, we had three cadets on our junior team. Right. Um, Kayla Campbell, Ron Heaton, and somebody else. Um, apologize for forgetting who it was, but um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like our women are trending in the right direction. Team's Reina. Yeah, I I absolutely do. I think so. I mean, Reina. It's on. I think mm-hmm. I believe she's cadet. Um. So yeah, a great weekend. You know, Lobdell, aka the Wrestling Nomad, has an article ran first thing this morning about was this the best junior worlds in in the United States history across all three styles and it's it, his conclusion is that it was that it was and if it's across not all styles, across all styles maybe but there was a time to- uh, 1998 and I only looked this up because well actually Emil looked this up because he wanted to know when's the last time we had two champs and it was 1998 mm-hmm. Abyss and somebody big Pritzloff okay um, but also probably less publicized than that was the fact that we put five in the finals that year that's insane that's insane yeah tj hill was one of them but a lot of freestyle right i mean when we're talking about diversity and medals yes absolutely this so you feel great about that to have that kind of a performance we were third on the overall medal count too behind russia and japan i believe which japanese women's wrestling is gonna be carries that yeah yeah um but let me go back to – can I go back to Greco for a second? Absolutely. Um, just watching these juniors, and I've, I've noticed this. I think everybody notices it in seniors because everybody watches seniors. Um, number one, everybody watches seniors. Number two, uh, y- you might not realize that it occurs in juniors. It, the, the juniors <laughs> – I mean, other countries wrestle more fluidly. In Greco than we do, um, I, I guess. Long story short, I guess what I'm saying is, I think if you want to be good in Greco, you just go Greco. If I wanted my kid to be good in Greco, 
I wouldn't even, he wouldn't touch a leg. He wouldn't wrestle folk and he wouldn't wrestle free. You're asking, what you're ultimately asking to do, you're asking, you're putting the expectations on Greco. You're saying Matt Linlin and company and United States of America, be good in Greco, get good Greco results with a horrible climate. Well, uh, perhaps that's true, but Taylor Taylor Lamont just meddled. Okay, that so for every Taylor Lamont and and uh, Tracy Hancock, there's a nation of wrestlers that are splitting up time and not being uh, specialized. Yeah. Are are like okay? You look at these other countries. Those kids are only wrestling Greco. Those are those kids are only wrestling Greco. All they ever know is Greco. All they never know is feel. We lack the feel that these other Greco countries have, and um, you can't have the same expectations when in the United States we're touching legs all the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't even want to get into it. It's at ten fifty nine. But I do want to say another little piece of very exciting news. Who's number one is coming up October 2nd, Sunday, at the Snake Pit, Lehigh University. And we locked in a juicy pro match, Tony Ramos and Cody Brewer. Um, Good job by you. I'm fired up. I'm fired up because these guys are fired up to do this match. They're really fired up. Like, Brewer was, like, super oh, he excited, He was jacked right? up. I mean, I was like... Yeah, I, after I got the phone with him, I was like, man, I'm fired up. I want to wrestle somebody. <laughs> Willie, Willie keeps running. Um, but, yeah, so both those guys all in for this match. Extremely excited um, that that's going to be the way we finish who's number one. I mean, a real contrast in styles. Brewer shoots without regard. Just mm-hmm. offense, offense, offense. Ramos at home. Great reattack. So it could play right into Tony's um, wheelhouse potentially. But not if yeah. So Brewers have to make him make those shots count. Um, Absolutely, and and protect himself from from counters. Um, but what I like about it too is that a lot of times uh, this match matters. I feel like yeah, it matters. I mean, these guys are both um, going to be trying to make the world team at sixty one in November, which, which is why I love it. We're gonna we're gonna get two guys that are fired up. We're gonna get a match that matters, and it's gonna be a sort of a preview. For what could happen later? Right, right. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great one. Um, yeah. What else can you say? Other than we're we're really excited. It was the 2014 NCAA champion at 33 versus the 2015 champion. Yeah, I gotta get cracking. I'm gonna be honest here. I gotta get cracking on the who's number one lineup. It's kind of um, a, a, a perfect storm occurred to kind of um, delay this a little bit, or not delay it, but make make it problematic. You know. Um, just the schedule this year has been really goofy. And the kids, you know, in the past, I've been like, um, hey, Christian, you want to wrestle? You're ranked number two in America at 138. You want to wrestle at who's number one? Yes. Well, heck, yeah. Sign me up. This year it's like, hey, you're ranked number one at uh, 170. Do you want to wrestle at who's number one? Mm, I'm going to have to see. Let me just let me. Can I get back to you? And and I, I believe the, the problem is that the Olympics, the Olympics, 
pushed back cadets and juniors. Mm-hmm. So cadets and juniors got pushed back, and now these guys are just coming off these overseas trips. Right. They're not exactly. They don't have a lot of time to transition. Maybe we should just make them freestyle. I've been, lo- I've been saying that. They don't have a lot of time to transition to folk. They don't know exactly. You know, they, they don't want to suck weight for Junior Worlds, come back, have to suck weight for who's number one, then um, go wrestle 30 pounds heavier in your folk-style season because you can because you don't have competition in your state. So, uh, And compounding problems with that is cadets and juniors were moved back. Who's number one was moved up. Right. Uh, so long story short. Willie's got a job to the do. The lineups and matches are not set in, in stone. Well, they're not set in stone, and they're not they're not set as far in advance as they typically. You know, in the past, it's been phone call, phone call, ma- matchup set, phone call, phone call, matchup set. Our whole lineup set two months in advance. Uh, this year just hasn't been that way, and so in a short window of time, I gotta get cracking, Christian Piles. You gotta get cracking, which means hey, we should probably end this show right about now. All right, it's go time. I mean, I don't really want to, but I think it it would be prudent for us to. We gonna we gonna run it back that. on Thursday with some hard takes. Um, will they be? Is that is that your why plan? not? I mean, I feel like I feel like a lot of Tuesdays recappy, um, recappy, yeah, recappy and talking about that. like Thursday gives us a little more time to editorialize and take some hard takes, and hard takes, hot takes, hot, takes. hot cakes, and anything hot or takey. Thank you guys so much for listening to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We got a lot of stuff coming up. We got some Cadet World stuff. That's in a week, Willie. Mm. Oh my goodness Wish gracious. I'm glad you're not. You got to get this who's number one thing. Pop a lopping. Lots coming up today. Check out our Junior Worlds matches. And uh, we will see you Thursday. Later, guys.